Clancy Pasta presents It Lives in the Music, written by Deify. Music has always been a part of my life. Throughout my childhood, I took delight in discovering new music and new music genres. My mother was a big inspiration for this, as she showed me much of the music from her generation's youth. I was hooked. Through my teenage years, however, my music tastes fell down a darker path. My friends and I developed a taste for music that didn't exactly fit with the pop culture scene, and we reveled in that. There was a lot of argument about what the genre was called. Heavy metal, death metal, even black metal was a term one of my friends used. Whatever we called it though, our small group of friends felt like it was made just for us. Now in my adulthood, that same group of friends and I are still very close. We, of course, grew up, got jobs, and a couple of us even started families. We would get together for poker nights and barbecues from time to time. We'd hit up movies here and there, and my buddy Charles would always drag us to the bowling alley. All in all, I would say I lived a typical adulthood. Until now. Oh. My. God. Liz shouted from two aisles away. She lifted up an old vinyl to show me her discovery. Her eyes lit up as if she'd just discovered the Holy Grail. I loved this album when I was a kid, she exclaimed as she flipped the record case around to read the back. Nostalgia is a beautiful thing when you become an adult. My little band of friends and I had developed a bit of a hobby to indulge in that nostalgia. A new multimedia store had opened up in town, and the five of us frequented that spot often. They had movies, music CDs, and the such, but one particular area of the store held our interest the most, the vinyl section. It took some time for my friends to get me into the hobby of collecting old vinyl records, but one day I relented. I was definitely late to the party, but found myself obsessing over it fairly quickly. We would always compare our collections as well as any new finds. I even went out of my way to purchase a record player as to enjoy my old music, and not just collect it for the sake of collecting. Oh, nice find, I said to Liz as she displayed the cover art to me as if she was showing the prize in a game show. Are there any more? I loved Alice Cooper. I shoveled through the albums trying to find a copy for myself. Nope, she said purposely pointing her nose in the air. He's all mine. I had a big old crush on him when I was younger. I smirked at her with my eyebrow raised. Liz and I were very close. We had a sort of unspoken thing between us when we were teenagers, but never acted on it. We both moved on and got married to other people, but that unspoken thing still lingers as I felt a bit jealous of her comment. She giggled and began searching through the records for discoveries. Charles and Josh walked up to us and I let out a sarcastic, Oh my hell, as I saw the stack of records Josh was holding. We were in the store all but ten minutes, and Josh had already found an album for each one of those minutes. Psh, I'm ready to go, man, Josh said with a big grin. I'm gonna be a bit longer, dude, I said, shaking my head and continuing to browse. Several minutes passed as I continued my search. One particular album caught my eye at the end of the aisle. I squinted my eyes to zone in on it and make my approach to check it out. As I lifted the record, more of the artwork began to appear. My mouth hung open in interest as I began examining the artwork. The setting appeared to be in some kind of dark cave, but I can only imagine were people in the foreground doing various things. I say they were people, but each one seemed deformed all in their own ways. 
Some had severed limbs. A couple of them had broken and distorted arms. One even had the skin and muscle completely missing on one arm, as it just hung down, useless. Their faces were equally deformed. Some had skeletal-looking faces, as if starvation just wasn't enough torture. One person had an eyeball hanging from the socket, while another directly next to it was missing its lower jaw. I closed my mouth quickly, as I realized I had it open for an awkwardly long time. I continued staring at the artwork as new aspects of it continued to pop out at me. All of these poor people were thin and withered with an almost yellowish-green hue to their skin. They were dressed in rags and chains. Each one was doing something different in the artwork. I was amazed at the creativity presented in front of me. One person was chopping up a pile of meat and bones with a meat cleaver. Another was dragging a dead body with a noose. The one with the exposed skeleton for an arm looked to be dumping a pile of bodies down a well. I cringed as I saw the side of one of them popping an eyeball in between its fingers from a dead slumped over victim. This is awesome, I whispered to myself as I admired the artwork. I almost felt like I was peering into one of those old Where's Waldo books from when I was a kid, as I would discover something interesting the more I looked. This was not the kind-hearted book from my childhood, though. I had to buy it, if not for the album art alone. The title of the album caught my eye among the creepy visuals displayed in front of me. O Neoteros Sclavos Mao. I comically tried to pronounce it, but gave up fairly quickly. Ugh, gross, Liz yelled while peering at the album over my shoulder. Ah, damn it, you scared me, I yelled back as I cowered from the sudden startle. Liz giggled again and said she's ready to go. I made my purchase and we left. I arrived home and immediately brought my new album to the record player. If the music was as creative as the artwork, I would be very impressed. The music was average and best. Deep synth guitars filled each track with a heavy emphasis on longer notes. The vocals were low, raspy growls in another language. I couldn't make out the language, but it was obviously foreign. I scoffed at hearing low screams in the background of a few songs. This was a kind of trope a lot of musicians used during the heyday of metal. They liked to sneak in little easter eggs here and there to create a sort of mystique behind their work. After a full listen of the album, I put the record back in its sleeve. I would say I liked it, but it wasn't anything too special. Still, I couldn't wait to show Josh. He was the one who started us all in this vinyl collecting trend. Even though I wasn't amazed by the music, I still felt like I had found a unique gem. Years passed, and the four of us lightened up on our collecting habits, until Charles messaged us all one day regarding a new discovery he had made. Going through his old collection, he discovered his player could do something unique, and had the ability to play his records backwards. While this might seem a bit uninteresting, in the world of metal music, this offered a new way to enjoy the genre. Again, focusing on the easter egg trend of cleverly hiding things in the music, some artists planted hidden messages on a track which is only heard when played in reverse. Charles was excited to bring his new discovery to the group, which kind of invigorated our interest in our old collecting habit. From there on out, the four of us would send audio clips back and forth of new discoveries from playing it in reverse. To my astonishment, several of my favorite bands had hidden messages littered through their work. One band had a very creepy one that just said, 
join us repeatedly. It wouldn't have been so creepy if the title of the song wasn't Hell Awaits. Another band's message was just a comedic thank you for finding the hidden track. Most of the hidden vocals were just drug references, though, but one in particular apparently caused a huge outcry as a listener contemplating suicide listened to one particular album with a hidden message. When played backward, the voice simply repeated, Do it, over and over. Many believed this was the catalyst to his inevitable suicide. Personally, I didn't believe that one bit. A feeling of wonder coursed through me as I gazed back at my old vinyl collection. If any of my albums had a special message in it, that dark metal album with the crazy artwork had to have something. I grabbed it quickly and excitedly removed the record from its sleeve, placing it on my player. I grinned eagerly as I placed the needle in the middle of it. Unfortunately, my record player didn't have the function of flipping a switch and playing in reverse like Charles did. I had to reverse it manually. Trying to reverse it at a proper speed is to hear any messages lingering in the music, I placed my ear close to the speaker. For the first few minutes, nothing. Just that same deep guitar paired with the raspy vocals, but in reverse. Since I didn't know the language in the first place, playing it in reverse was pretty much the same. Hello, a voice said softly from my speaker. I jumped back at the sound, but continued turning my record. I squinted my eyes and tilted my head as I stared into the speaker. Did I just find the hidden message? If so, it was very short and in English, no less. I continued to stare as I spun the record. Thank you for finding me. The voice continued in a growled tone. I smiled and shook my head at the thought of finding another hidden track that simply thanks you for finding it. What's your name? The message continued. I was perplexed by this. Why would someone ask a question on a vinyl track that they couldn't possibly get an answer to? I remained quiet. That's okay. I don't have a name either. It continued. I do, however, have special work to do, and I need your help to do it. I continued listening with a bit of a sarcastic look on my face. I know right now you think I'm just a hidden track with the artist blabbering away. Go ahead, ask me something. The voice commanded. I let out a humorous laugh. Okay then, how is it that you've come to be stuck in a vinyl record? I said in a giggly reply. This is my portal. This is my means in which to communicate to you. This is why I am very happy you found me. It replied. I shot back, taking my hand from the record player. The record stopped spinning as I simply stared at its now static state. No, 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 I whispered to myself as I fell myself back into the wall. The room was eerily quiet as I stared for several seconds. My curiosity outweighed my fear, however. I moved towards the record player and slowly placed my hand back on the album which color seemed even blacker than before. I began spinning again. Don't worry, my innocent friend, the voice from the speaker said. You may be confused now, but soon, you and I will make a great team. You can count on it. What... what do you want from me? I asked, tripping over my words. 
There are certain tasks I need you to complete. Once you complete these for me, I will contemplate setting you free. The voice said sternly, Set me free? What are you talking about? I retorted, confused by its words. You're mine now. If you do not complete these tasks set in front of you, there will be punishment. It snapped back. I once again pulled my hand from the record player and hastily removed the record. I stared at it, holding it up with both hands briefly. I chucked it across the room in rage. I watched as it slid across the ground and under the couch. I stared at the floor, wondering what had just happened. I heard a rumbling under my feet. I ducked down in fright at the sudden sound. I felt the ground vibrate underneath me as I witnessed several items from my shelves and tables begin moving. I covered my head and cowered on the ground as several items from around my room were thrown at me by an invisible force. Stop it! Stop it! I yelled in terror. It did just that. The rumbling stopped. All of the items around my room began to settle down. I looked around the room with my eyes wide open. Another eerie silence filled the room. I looked back at my record player. I knew what it wanted. A terror filled me as I placed my hand back on the cold black vinyl. I began spinning it. Well... The horrific voice said. Do we have a deal? What do you want me to do? I replied with a tear rolling down my cheek. I have your attention now. That's all I need for the moment. Come back to me tonight at midnight. Don't be late, or there will be more punishment. It said in a much deeper, growled voice. I stopped spinning and stared blankly at the bare wall in front of me. What is this? Why is this happening? As I peered around at the mess made on the floor, I knew it wasn't my imagination. In defeat, I slowly cleaned the mess made in my living room. Could this being really hurt me if it wanted to? The example it gave me just now filled me with terror, as the answer I gave to myself was yes. I tried all I could to carry on with my day. I had dinner with my wife, who noticed something was wrong no matter how much I was trying to hide it. After telling her I was simply tired, she relented and offered an early night. For her, that's what it was going to be. For me, not so much. I stared at my clock sitting on my end table. 11.58pm. My gaze went to my record player. I shook my head slowly as a flash of anxiety hit me. 11.59 p.m. The dread I felt as I watched my clock click to the next minute was intense. I wanted nothing more than to go back to bed and fall asleep under the covers with my wife. 12 a.m. I slowly stepped towards the player, reaching my hand out to it. The same words, O Neoterus Sclavos Mao, etched the inner lining of the record. I felt another tear roll down my face as I pressed my palm on the record. I began spinning it. You can follow simple instructions. Good. The voice remarked in a confident tone. I didn't reply. I stared at the spinning vinyl. Your first task is an easy one. 
There is a church three miles east from here. It sits at the bottom of the mountain base on this very road. Go to it. It commanded with a growl. You have a toolbox, yes? It continued. There is a steel grate on the sidewalk in front of the church. Open it. Bring that steel grate back to me. What do you want with a steel grate? I whispered in a jittery tone. My reasons are my own. Do you prefer to be punished? It said sharply. Okay, I'll do it. I quickly replied. I looked around in paranoia as I placed my tool chest into my trunk. My neighbors all knew me, but I still felt a sense that I was doing something wrong. Even though the simple task this being and that record wanted me to do seemed strange, I felt like what I was about to do was going to end badly. I arrived at the church and turned off my headlights as to not bring any unnecessary attention to myself as I parked in the church lot. The church was exactly where the voice said. Also, exactly where described, a steel grate in the sidewalk looked back at me. I looked around again as I placed my toolbox on the ground. Why was this thing making me bring it something so useless once removed from the sidewalk? Was there something actually in the sewer tunnel below it that it would inevitably make me investigate? Removing it took a bit of work, but I was able to pull the heavy steel from the ground. After loading it and my toolbox into the trunk, I began my trek home. I brought the grate into the house, leaning it against the wall. I began spinning the record for further instructions as to not be punished. You've done well, Oenthropos, it stated. I swear, for some reason, I knew it was grinning through its disembodied voice. Go get some rest now. Come back to me at the same time tomorrow. I will have further instructions. It once again commanded in that same stern growl. I went to bed, but I did not rest. I laid in bed all night staring at the ceiling. My sleepless night didn't go unnoticed, as my wife commented on my puffed-up face the next morning. A quick glimpse in the mirror showed a very unrecognizable sight. The bags under my eyes were prominent, with a pale complexion across my face. I called in sick to work that day and tried to put the events out of my mind to live a somewhat normal day before I had to go back to that thing. I began clicking through channel after channel, unable to settle on one station due to my nerves. A quick screenshot caught my attention as I clicked back several channels to try and find it. I did. It was the church I visited last night. It was on the news. The actual news of what was reported was devastating. I held both hands to my mouth as I slowly slid off the couch in horror at what I was seeing. One of the priests of this church was killed early this morning before dawn. He had fallen down a suspiciously open sewer opening. The fall snapped his neck when he landed and he died instantly. The police that were interviewed blamed the open sewer on mischievous kids and asked for help finding them. I knew better. This was my doing. I helped this thing kill. 11.59pm I found myself staring at the record player once more. This time, I felt a sense of anger due to what it made me do, albeit without my knowledge. 
12 a.m. I quickly began spinning the record. This time, I spoke before it could. Why did you make me do that? I said in a rage, but not too loud as to wake my wife. There was no point. It was a senseless death. You gained nothing. Silence filled the room as I awaited its reply. After a few seconds, it spoke. I've gained more than you realize. It stated in a whisper. That priest you killed, we've had dealings. He was the only one who knew me and how to lock me away again. Now that he's gone, you're all mine. I stopped spinning the record and stared in shock at what it just told me. I quickly began spinning it again though, as to not anger it. Why are you doing this to me? I asked, not really wanting to hear its answer. It didn't respond to my inquiry. Your next task will prove what you're capable of. To me, and to yourself. You will go to the edge of town on a road called Genesee Avenue. The number on the house is 1000. Go to it. You will find a lonely man sleeping. You must pierce his heart. Bring me the knife you use. It said with a growl in every sentence. What? No, I will not kill purposely. You can throw all you want at me. I won't do it, I replied, surprised at what this thing was asking me to do. Punishment awaits if you don't follow my instructions. It stated simply. I stopped spinning the record. I stood and waited for another one of this entity's temper tantrums. Nothing happened. Several minutes went by with me standing in the living room. I went to bed a short time later. My exhaustion from the previous night allowed me to sleep, despite my terror. I woke up to my phone ringing. I quickly jumped up to reach for my nightstand and answer. Hello? I whispered with a groggy voice. Crying was heard on the other line. It was Liz. Charles. He's... He's gone. She said, forcing out every word through her sobs. What? What happened? I yelped as I sat up straight. My cry awakened my wife, who also shot up with eyes wide open. She couldn't hear Liz, but she knew something was wrong. I don't know, she continued while crying. The police say his bookshelf fell on him, breaking his back. He's gone. No... I whispered to myself as I looked at my wife. I drove straight to Charles' house to meet with Liz and Josh. We cried a lot that day. Our friend was dead. After several hours with my friends, I returned home. As I walked into my living room, a terrible thought went through my mind as I stared at the record player. Was this my punishment? I begrudgingly began spinning the record. Did you get my message? It asked almost as soon as I started spinning. Why him? I whispered in defeat. Why didn't you take me instead? I need you. If you do not listen to my commands, your punishments will become far worse. You may be sleeping alone if you don't comply. My eyes lit up as I realized what he meant. My wife. He was threatening my wife. 
Do you remember my orders from last night? It asked. I nodded my head, forgetting it probably couldn't see me. I was wrong. Good. You have one more chance. Go, it yelled. I stood out front of the house. One thousand was imprinted by the door. I grasped a butcher's knife in my right hand tightly. As I approached the front door, I turned the handle. It was unlocked. With eyes wide open, I began walking into the dark house. I found him, in his bedroom, asleep. It was almost as if I was watching things unfold in front of me like I was watching someone else's actions as I slowly lifted the knife. More tears rolled down my face as the sleeping man slowly came out of his sleep. His glazed eyes slowly peered towards me as I plunged the knife deep into his chest. I returned home. I stood in the doorframe to my living room for several minutes, staring at that damn record player and cursing it for what it made me do. With my blood-stained hand pressed against the vinyl, I spun it yet again. You've proven yourself, O oh Anthropos, but I have one more task for you before you can rest again. It began as I stared into the blackness of the vinyl. Let's see what you're really made of. I see you've brought me the knife, as requested. You must use it one more time, it said, amused by what it was doing to me. I don't want to kill anymore, I said softly, gazing down at the bloody knife. This will be your last, for a while at least, it offered. No, I said under my breath. She's asleep right now. Easy prey, it stated, ignoring my pleas. The street name is Millwood Avenue. The number on the house is 620. It continued its orders. I looked up slowly. That was my address. This thing was ordering me to kill my own wife. I couldn't take any more. No. Do what you want to me, and only me. I don't care anymore. I will not kill for you again, especially my own wife, I commanded with a scowl. A cry was heard from my speaker. It was a soft, feminine cry. Help me. Please, help me, the soft voice said while sobbing. It was Liz. If you disobey me, your little friend will suffer from your misdeeds, it said in between a maniacal laugh. No, I can't kill anymore. Not for you, not for me, I said, hanging my head down. A gurgling sound emitted from the speaker. Liz screamed as much as she could through the gurgling sounds. I heard her body drop to the floor through my speaker as I fell to my knees still spinning that damn record as if instinctual. I believe you have much more to take, and I will, it coldly said. I lifted my hand from the record and peered towards my staircase that led to my bedroom. This thing was going to pick off every one of my friends and family if I didn't do what I was told. 
I stood over you, holding the bloody knife in my hand. I pondered what to do next as I watched you sleep. There was only one thing to do. You may not understand this, but I'm leaving this here for you so you know why I did what I did. You can't control me if there's no me. Please know, I am truly sorry to leave you. You don't deserve this. Please give my story to the police so they know who did all of this. I try to destroy the album. It rebuilds itself each time. Please, hide that damn thing or no one will ever see it again. The knife I used to puncture that poor man's heart will be the same knife that punctures my heart tonight. The heart that loved you so much. Oh, and I did some research. The title of that album, it's Greek. It means, My Newest Slave. Internet privacy is becoming more and more important these days, and using a VPN in general is the best way to ensure you've got it. And ExpressVPN has everything you'd ever want and need in a VPN, and more. I've tried other VPNs, but once I started using Express months ago, I've never looked back. ExpressVPN works on nearly every computer, tablet, and mobile device, and contains a huge network of servers, over 3,000 spanning 94 countries, with great speeds. You can use it to unblock popular online services like Netflix and Facebook, and they value your privacy more than anything. There are no activity or connection logs, and they use PWC audited servers to confirm compliance with their privacy policy. They are just fantastic, and I could not be more happy to be partnered with them. So if you are interested in trying it out, you can go to expressvpn.com slash clancypasta, or click the link in the description for three months free when you order a 12-month subscription. Using my link, you get an awesome deal, and it helps me out a ton as well. Alright, so without further ado, here's the episode. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed tonight's story. If you did, make sure to check out more of the author's work in the episode description, and go to youtube.com slash clancypasta to hear new episodes first. And if you'd like your story featured in an episode, feel free to email it to clancypastastories at gmail.com. You can always get your creepy cool merch at teespring.com slash stores slash clancypasta store. And I hope you all have a great night. Cheers. <laughs>